And there's a quote that I that I saw. It says, don't worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be deceived, destroyed, or misled if you don't. And I think a lot mm. of us are worried about what's going to happen to us. Like, okay, what is that person going to say? When in reality, like, that's not that's not my business. Who is offended? Not, right. My business is the person that's in the classroom doesn't know that Jesus died Come for this. On. And my, my business is the person that doesn't know that God loves everyone, that Come regardless on. of what they have done in the past, he is offering forgiveness and repentance mm-hmm. and new life. And so Come on. What's <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke. Hope you guys had an amazing week. This week, we have an amazing, amazing, amazing guest that goes by the name of Danielle Clayton. She's the editor-in-chief of Unassociated. You know, she has, her hand has touched every blog post that's on that, that's on our blog, www.unassociated.com. And Danielle, I, I'm very much honored to have you on this, on, on, on my podcast. And like, I think it's been too long. Like, this should have been happened, <laughs> but I'm thankful that it has happened. Welcome to the show. Well, I'm honored to be here and I'm excited to, to start talking. <laughs> great, great. So Danielle and I wanted to talk about a specific topic that I think both of us have a lot of history with. Um, I mean, we, we've, we've talked about it since the first time that we met, just like being caught up in conversation or being caught up in just that awkward stage of like you're in class and like your professor's talking down on your faith. I don't know what it is about academia I don't know what it is about like I'm joking, but like on a serious note, I don't know what it is about professors that feel like it's that important for them to to always talk down on Christianity, particularly. Um, And ultimately, I think that it's caused a lot of us to want I mean, for many reasons that we're going to talk about in this podcast, it's caused a lot of us to want to hide our faith. A lot of us are too scared to speak up about being a Christian or share the gospel, whatever it might be. And we wanted to tackle that subject today. So. I know that you had a story to share. You had whatever um, testimony or story. So let's start with that and then we'll get into the conversation. Well, yeah, I wanted to talk about really my journey and like how I got to where I am because I feel like I meet a lot of people now that are in mature place of our faith like yourself and Mm -hmm. people like, oh, like I'm so inspired by your faith. But like there wasn't always a time where I was like in this place of like, I feel good or just even in a place where I even knew when God was trying to reach me. So this starts about like four, almost five years ago. I came to Christ when I was eight. Um, And, you know, at the time I knew, I knew what I was doing, but I think um, it wasn't really until high school that I really, I felt I was really challenged and I really begun to confront God, like in my own personal way, because I think um, when you're raised by parents that are Christians, a lot of your faith comes from Them. seeing how God works in their life yeah. and how they do that every day. Uh, but then it got to a point where I was like, okay, I have to like, I have to do this God thing for myself because um, at its core, Christianity is about a relationship with God and like your mom's relationship, your father's relationship. It doesn't, it's not going to save you. You have to have one of your own. Yeah. Um, and when I was about 17, this involves high school drama because of course um, I <laughs> did this guy. I had dated this guy like he was my best friend and then we were together very briefly um and a few months later toward the end of um my junior year of high school I found out that like someone that was my friend started dating him and it was just a disaster and it was like mm. 
Um, I'm not a super angry person. I think at the time it just hurt more than anything. That was one of the most painful things that's ever happened to me. And, um, and um, that, that summer after like, um, it was also that, but it was also like all of the friends that I had, you know, they fell away. And I think 16 and 17, those are the ages where you feel like if I have friends, if this person likes me, then like I'm on top of the world. And I yeah, think, and it's going to um, last forever. Yeah, and it feels so um, eternal at that moment. But yeah. I think something that I eventually learned and that would be valuable for everyone to know really is that um, God is the only person that's really, that you can ever really consistently count on. That's not going to betray you. That's not going to, to, um, to abandon you. And I think um, the whole time with our friends and these people that we love so much, God is like, I'm right here. Like, I'm yeah. your friend. And I think a lot of us don't realize that component of faith. Like, yes, God is our father and, and, and things like that. But he's Jesus Christ is our friend. He's a friend. Yeah. So um, fast forward to the summer after all this happened, like for three months, like I couldn't eat. Um, mm. I lost 20 pounds. Like the whole thing literally made me sick. Like it was a really hard few months. And going back to school was even really harder because all of the, my friends that I was like, we're going to be friends forever. It just they just disappeared. And I remember like going to school just made me anxious. Like I just did not want to go to school going from class to class to class. I felt like I was going to vomit. And I remember like um, the top of the year going to my senior year, I was like, okay, God, like we're going to have to figure something out because I can't, I can't be coming to school every day like this, like just full of nerves and anxiety. And at the beginning of the year, I started like, like I said, like I had seen God in my parents' life, but I had never really, and I'm like, God had always blessed me with opportunities and things like that, but I never really actively sought God, honestly, before then. And I was praying every day before school, like, okay, God, like, um, I don't know how this is going to work, but we're going to do this. Like, um, this is going to like, so I was reading scripture before school, uh, between classes, I was praying, like, and it was hard because I think, um, there's, I think there's moments where God shows you who people are and it's really confusing. Cause it's like, oh, but these people like are my friends, but then it's like, well, that's not really the case. And so, um, every day I was praying and I think, you know, sometimes we pray and we're like, oh, why hasn't God changed my situation? Like I'm still here. But I think we sometimes miss that sometimes the prayer is not to change situation. The prayer is to change you. Because mm. I think for months I was like, how do I get out of this? And I think initially I was like, okay, I want revenge. Like I want, I want them to break up. I want like, I want something yeah. to happen. And I'm like, in my mind, that's the biggest thing I could conceive of that God could do to get me out. But the reality was that wasn't going to change how I felt. That wasn't going to change the fact that that happened to me. So um, I'm praying for months, I'm praying for months. And I remember like over the course of the months, it just started to hurt less. Like I started to, to be less, hurt and I was like okay I'm I'm getting over it and I think um forgiveness is an interesting thing especially when you have to forgive people that didn't apologize to you I think that that's harder because at first it's kind of like you feel entitled to that apology like you hurt me and like you should recognize this but more often than not you're gonna have to move on without it like it's you're just not always going to get um re- repentance from people and it is what it is and so um in those few months like I said I'm praying to God I'm praying I'm praying um, I started to actually read the Bible and I was like, okay, like, I was like, I'm starting to feel like better. Like, this is really like, like I started to feel different. Right. Like I started not to be so concerned with what they were doing and yeah. who was talking about me. You started to see maturity. Was, 
yeah, like I really started to like grow and it was at um, graduation. Um, I was sitting next to my dad and there there was like awards they were giving out to like four or five seniors and they described this award and then i was like oh this sounds just like me so i'm like <laughs> oh shoot like i'm looking at my dad like i think this is mine mm-hmm. and then they announced somebody else and i was like oh, okay i'm over it and there was this next award and again it sounded like me but i was like mm, they didn't give me the one that i thought i was gonna get so i kind of moved on and the award um it's honestly one of the most special things that I possess. It's right here. Um, mm. It's the Valerie M. Vincent Award. And it was an award for a woman that, um, a young woman that demonstrated immense faith. Um, and so they're talking about this person. And I'm like, could be me, probably not. Um, and um, they have described the person. And it said like a person that she carries God with her everywhere she goes. And she does it in a way that is not judgmental, but inspires others to be better without having to to say anything but just in the way she carries herself mm. and i'm looking at my dad and i'm like do you think and he <laughs> said he was like he didn't say anything he just like he he nodded so they call my name and i'm like bursting into tears and i go get the award and um i think it was funny because i think a lot of the times when we're hurt and, you know, eventually uh, our flesh wants revenge. I think like for me, like we want God to handle it in a certain way. Like we think that we have the answer for like how to solve this. And, you know, we try to carry it out ourselves. And oftentimes it doesn't work because we're trying to do because vengeance is mine. The safe Lord. We're trying to figure out how we can do it. Yeah. And um, that was the beginning of my understanding of of God in my life. And I think it was confirmation for me that, OK, all of this that I went through, it was not in vain. And I got back to my seat and I looked at my dad. I was like, did you know I was getting that award? And he said, yes. And I said, well, how did you know? And he said, because um, two things my dad said to me about enemies. He said, when you live right, people make enemies out of you. You don't have enemies. That is something that people do for you. And in the, in the when I was sitting next to him, he said, I knew that you won it because the people, the people that made enemies out of you, as they described the award, they turned around and looked at you when they were describing it. And mm-hmm. he said, people don't like you. He said, but they know the character that you have and they know and they respect you because they can't ascribe to live like you. He said, so that's how I knew. Mm-hmm. And um, I think also a part of the reason why um, the testimony thing is difficult, because I think a lot of us perceive situations in a way that prevents us from from really seeing God's glory, because we think, oh, if I'm going through something, then, oh, this must mean I'm doing something wrong. Or we we take God out of it because that situation was really hard for me. Like I said, like I was sick for three months. I couldn't eat. And I could have been like, God, why are you doing this to me? And all of that that I endured was so that I could get to that moment where I could realize that God was with me the whole time, that all of yeah. that was so that I could get to this moment. And also speaking to testimony, um, that award was chosen by teachers and faculty and, and my peers who had seen me and it's also like um like i didn't know that i was testifying i was just praying i was trying to get rid of i was trying to get out of my own situation i was trying to stop hurting but in that god got glory and someone was able to see a light within me in spite of what i was going through and and honor me for that not me but the light of god that was in me i think that is it that a lot of us are carrying lights that we don't even realize are encouraging to somebody else yeah. because i was i was struggling but I wasn't defeated. I was like, okay, we're going to figure this out. I think a lot of us in Christ were walking around defeated 
And we shouldn't be because we have the victory. We just celebrated Easter. Christ died for us that we could have this second chance at eternity, that we could be, Amen. we could be lights. We could, we're supposed to be salt. We're supposed to be light. Yeah. And um, a lot of us are defeated and the people see us are like, Hey, like, is that person really a Christian? Because they look defeated and then they have no reason to believe in the God that we say we serve because we walking around like With we're sad. Head down. And, um, yeah. yeah. And they're like, wait, and I think also to testimony, it's 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 also sharing your testimonies, but your life should be a testimony. Like my father always speaks about transparency, the way you live your life, the way you carry yourself, the way you walk down the street, the way you approach a problem should always be a testimony to Christ. So it's it's yes, speaking in class, you know, when when the teacher says something that, you know, is wrong because somebody could be sitting there listening and being like, oh, is that what it is really? And then you speak, but also like how you live, like how are you? How do you yeah. deal with things on a daily basis? Do you wake up with joy or do you wake up, go to social media and then your whole day is ruined, you know? Right, like Twitter. Because that, that'd be trying to ruin my day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that. No, I, I like that because, you know, initially I thought like the angle that I was going to go on was like, you know, people hide their testimonies because they feel ashamed. And I'm sure that we're going to get to that at some point. But like some of us are even hiding our testimony subconsciously because we're not seeing how god is working because god's not working the way we wanted him to work right. we wanted god to get revenge on our enemies we wanted god to you know fight for us by sending the plagues like he did in egypt like you feel me and it's like you know he could do that you feel me like he could but it's like you know what about your growth you know what i'm saying like even after those plagues they went through the wilderness right you know and 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 the people who were able to withstand it caleb and joshua like they ended up getting the promise and like you know god is always in the business of maturing his people he's always in the business of growing his people and i think that a lot of the times when he tries to grow us it's always uncomfortable and it always looks like it's not like that's just not what we envisioned you know what i'm saying but i guess that's the whole point you know and if we don't recognize that you know how our plans or our idea of what god's going to do can be different from ours we can go around like you said having our head down because we didn't get the revenge or having our head down because we didn't see things happen the way it needed to happen but it's actually happened better better things have exactly. come from it but we were just so close-minded to what God was going to do that now we're not even acknowledging that we have a testimony to share. Yeah, and I think we don't even realize, like, me wanting them to break up is like, that is so, like, that is so small. Like, I think we have these plans that it's like, okay, this person is going to, and it's like, okay, but ultimately, like, what does that, that does not bring any glory to God. And I want yeah. to talk about this for, for two reasons, because you and I talked about this. Like, I'm, um, I'm a writing major, so in my writing class, my mm -hmm. thesis is about, basically how faith has undergirded my perception of life of death and and just the way i live my life and my teacher said you know this is so brave of you and like because you know faith is such a private thing and i'm like but it's not a private thing like faith is supposed to permeate every aspect of your life and everything every aspect everything. of my life so that's why i'm writing about right. it so i'm like mm -hmm. that's so strange and something else my father said that ever since he said this i can't stop thinking about it and we we're talking about um the trinity and he said god does things in a triune manner meaning in three ways it's like the whole the, the trinity is not just confined to to the three in terms of that but the three appears a lot like when peter denied jesus three times and but something he also said was um whenever you have a test whenever you're experiencing it's first for yourself 
It's first for you to get a testimony, for you to to see God work in your life. Secondly, Mm. it's for others. It's for others to see God working in your life. And thirdly, it's ultimately for the glory of God. But like you said um, earlier, I think a lot of us go through things and we're so like focused on, oh, this hurt me or oh, this this happened to me that we missed the opportunity to help someone else because if you're able to talk about the fact that it hurts you, that means that you are better. That means you have moved from it. That means yeah. you have grown from it. And so there's glory in that that we don't recognize. And yeah, like a lot of us are just like, oh, this thing happened to me and like it's terrible. But if you've come out on the other side, that's grace. If you come out on the other side, that's yeah. God. And he's He's using you for something yeah. if, you, if you can open up your eyes to see it. No, I love that you said that because I think that we lose sight of that all the time. You know, we, we start to define ourselves based on the things that happen to us, but we completely forgot that, hey, that's something that I've overcome. Like, you know what I'm saying? How about what if we switched it from all oh, these problems in the past define me? What if we switched it from that to the fact that I've overcome these problems, A, B and C only reveals to me, you know, more exactly. of what of who God has created me to be like, I just feel like. That's the same, like, if we just switch that one little thing, you know, like, a lot of people will realize that they have a lot of testimonies to share. You know, they're sulking in the things that God brought them through in order for them to have a testimony. And something you said earlier about um, us wanting, like, we want we want to get to this place, but we don't want to, like, endure to get to that place. And I think right. on Instagram it said, like, you can't ask for sunshine and then complain about the rain. Like, it's right. twofold. Like, you can't have one... Um, without the other and I think a lot of us just we just want to get to the other side but we don't really want to deal with anything but yeah. you can't like just get to that place and not endure to get through get through there it just doesn't work like that you can't have it both ways no not at all I wanted to um talk about because you talked about how your professor was kind of shocked and thought you were really brave for talking about your faith in, <laughs> in your what was it called a dissertation is that what it's called it, my thesis yeah thesis sorry um and I would ask you, why do you think that in our society, faith has become such a private thing? It's not something you're supposed to talk about at work, not something you're supposed to talk about in professional spaces or really in public. Like, why do you what What's one reason why you think that, you know, faith is supposedly supposed to be something that's private? I think, well, I think there's a lot of things going on, right. but I think one of the first is that a lot of people are like, OK, well, if you believe in God, that's your thing. Mm-hmm. And so, like. If I talk about my faith and that's offensive to people who don't believe in God when it's mm. not offensive because and I've, I'm in a school where it's very liberal and people literally say whatever they want to say about whatever. And so it's like, OK, so everyone else can talk about whatever they want to talk about their mm. non-belief, like being on acid. Everyone can talk about that, but I can't talk about God. And I God, think this <laughs> idea that like, oh, well, like that's not what everyone believes. So you shouldn't talk about it. And it's like. But that's why I can talk about it because, and I think that the the thing is also people are like, oh, well, if you talk about God, like you're trying to convert me. And I'm like, no, I'm not trying to convert you. Like, and if, if I happens, am? <laughs> if that happens, then, you know, God be the glory. But me talking you know? about my experience, right. it shouldn't like, I'm like the fact that it's rise, something is rising up in you. That's not me. Right. And because um, I was in another in my other writing class, and I wrote about my grandfather. My grandfather was a pastor and I had written about like this, um, this tie that I have to him because I was named after him and all those other things. And someone had said in my class, like, well, I feel like I'm not a Christian, so I can't read this. And I said, well, I didn't say that I'm writing about my experience yeah. and the experience of my grandfather. That never does it say like, oh, 
like it's not it's not disallowing for me and even my professor was just like well i don't know why you i don't know where that's coming from because that's not in there i think it's this idea that like oh well if i don't have i don't believe in god so you talking about your god disrespectful to me because i don't believe and it's like well that has nothing to do with me I and how it's... does everyone else have the freedom to talk right. about everything else but i gotta be quiet i think that we literally live in a time here in america where everything is political and as far as i knew it was two things that you weren't supposed to talk about in professional places it was politics and religion or faith right mm -hmm. and it's just like it's interesting to me how people people talk about politics now people will say whatever they want to say any social movements any, any political movements they'll talk about all that stuff and it's like like what you said everybody talks about everything like all the obscenity that's on Netflix, like epic, mm. like shows, all of that, and everything is free. Everything is open. Talk about anything, depict anything. But when people talk about Jesus, that's when they want to be uncomfortable. But my that's problem is that my problem is that they could be uncomfortable. They want to feel uncomfortable. They're supposed to feel uncomfortable, quite honestly. If if you ask me, you know what I'm saying. When you're calling out certain things, or like when like you're saying certain things that like hit their spirit, because it hits their spirit, you know, like. But the part that I have a problem with is how so many of us children of God have subscribed to that idea of like, oh, you know, you're not, you're, uh, we're supposed to be private. Oh, I shouldn't speak about this. Or, oh, let me just, you know, I just do focus on Jesus over here. And like, you never bring it up to your friends. You never talk about Jesus to your friends. You never talk about, you and your friends will sit down there and talk about everything under the sun. But God forbid you talk about Jesus. God forbid you talk about your relationship with God. I think that that's us. Like that, that's on us. You know what I'm saying? Like let people mm. feel uncomfortable. They want to feel uncomfortable. But why is it that we are the ones that are are subscribing to that idea too? You know. Um. No, I feel that because I think um, in my embryonic stages of faith, I was like, I wasn't ashamed, but I think um, when okay, it started in high school when I was in religion class, and I went to a Catholic high school, so there was some doctrine that really didn't line up, you know, with right. with our doctrine. Mm -hmm. And before I would, I would be like, oh, I'm not going to say nothing, and I would get this this heart pattern. My heart would speed up super fast, and mm -hmm. it kept happening to me. And I'm like, does this mean I should say something? Like, because yeah. it it kept happening in every class, and I was like, okay, like. I'm just gonna have to say something because I can't I can't sit in class with this palpitation. Um, and I think initially um, we stop because like, well, a I don't want to offend them, which is like that's just gonna happen regardless. Or it's also right. just like I don't want people to look at me crazy. I don't want to like you know you just don't want to like I don't want to like ruffle any feathers. But like Jesus came to offend. Like we're gonna ruffle feathers regardless. And so it's like. And there's a quote that I that I saw. It says, don't worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be deceived, destroyed, or misled if you don't. And I think a lot mm. of us are worried about what's going to happen. It's like, okay, what is that person going to say? When in reality, like, that's not that's not my business. Who it's is offended? Not, right. My business is the person that's in the classroom doesn't know that Jesus died. For this. And my, my business is the person that doesn't know that God loves everyone. That Come regardless on. of what they have done in the past, he is offering forgiveness and repentance mm -hmm. and new life. And so Come once, on. I, <laughs> once, oh. once, once I got past that, I'm like, okay, this has got to, like, I, I can't care about this. But then it's different. I felt like in college, it was like another level because um, when I was in high school, the teacher was a minister, like she was involved in the church. So it wasn't like, it wasn't, the stakes were really not that high, but in college where you have professors that teach their opinions instead of the material and who are, who are trying to push people in a certain direction, yeah. it got a lot harder because um, it's like, 
I'm going to say something and then you're going to push back. And then you had the last word because you're the professor. And now you're trying to shut me up. And that was like, yeah. it was like, it was, I was like, whoa, because this happened to me. This happened to me a bunch of times, honestly. So I think for me, it was hard because every time I said something, mm-hmm. there was pushback. There was this and then somebody else would have something they looked up. And, um, and so I think it goes back to that quote of like, what is your focus? Like, and I think a lot of times also, a lot of us forget those environments. Like we just go into classes cold. Like we don't pray. We just going in there. And I think that is something we really should take um, seriously. Cause my father said like, you pray, like you start the day with God because you don't know where the day is taking you. You don't know if you'll encounter someone that might need something. And then now you're not in the spirit and you don't know what to tell this person. And now they're just confused. And so I think I started praying because I was like, you know, I think a lot of us go into these things like, oh, it's just me by myself. And then that's when we're like, okay, I'm gonna shut up because it's just me against, yeah. you know, this one person or this class when really it's not. Mm. And um, it was another class where I took, I was taking this African slavery class about like the history of, of slavery, like going back. And it was a white person, white professor. So it was a certain kind of class. And this one guy was just like, well, you know, slavery, like the Bible supports slavery. Like, so does God. And I was like, whoa i was like it's a lot what? yeah and he was like well you know i said can you tell me where though because i never seen it in there so i just want to know what text you're referring to so we could look at it and then he was just like well you know what's in there i'm like but you can't say it's you in can't there even say what it says about and it. Yeah. you're not telling me where it is i said first of all the the presence of of slavery in the bible is not the adjudication of slavery I said, the bible is a historic book so yes slavery is in there but that does not mean that God is just like, okay with that because he wouldn't have sent Moses to set those people free. I'm like, but you don't know about that because you didn't read it. And I think what also we got to that, a lot of people that talk about the Bible have never read it. Never. Somebody told them something never. about it in the text and now they're like, it's a terrible book because somebody said something and um, and that's why we have to be equipped with 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 verses, with 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 facts because people just don't accept things yeah. for, right. because if I just say, oh, God said this, then I'm no better than the person that just said it's in the Bible. It doesn't tell me where it is. And it's just right. like spouting lies. I, I like that you said that. And I think that it really gives what that really tells us or what, what it really should tell us is how like we can't be private, you know, because if you're silent about your faith, trust me, there's going to be an atheist that's very vocal about your faith or there's going to be a somebody of a different faith different religion that's going to be very vocal about your faith there's going to be a professor that's going to be very vocal about your faith and they're going to spread misinformation not like they're doing it now like you feel me like for whatever reason there are people who aren't christian that i don't know what gives them the confidence to feel like they could speak about christianity they could speak about jesus christ they could speak about the bible they don't read it Right. And then like they just nope. spread. They're going to spread their version of the gospel. You feel me? But it's like told them exactly from what exactly from what somebody told them. That's not even a Christian or whatever. And it's just like, you know, that's why it's so important for us to understand that this stuff is not supposed to be private. You know, before Jesus transcended, he told his disciples and really was a message mm-hmm. to all of us that we are charged to spread the gospel around the entire world. And no, that's not just something for pastors. No, that's not just something for your deacon. No, that's not just something for for if you go to a Christian school. If you call yourself a believer, then you have been charged. I didn't say you have to become a pastor and be preaching, get on podcasts, <laughs> get on church for confessions. You feel me? But it's like you shouldn't you should have that conviction to make sure you're spreading the gospel in some way, shape or form because you've been charged to. 
we can't be caught up in this whole idea that like oh it's politically incorrect oh it's going to make people uncomfortable and i wanted to touch on this verse where in first corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 it says but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of god for they are foolishness unto him neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned so many of us are so scared of like, oh, well, they're not going to understand. Oh, they're going to be uncomfortable. Oh, they're going to think I'm foolish. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because the Bible says that they're going to think that it's foolish, you know, and that's why we pray for them. We say, you know, God, help them to be more spiritually you know, aware, like open their eyes so they can see, open their heart, help them to open their hearts because the natural man, the thing that the person that thinks of everything, you know, just carnally, the person that thinks of everything and from from a from a carnal standpoint they're not going to get it it's going to be foolish to them they're going to hear these things and be like what how does that make any sense and like i feel like you know professional areas is like a perfect environment for people to be confused about the things of god it's a perfect environment but it's also a perfect environment for us to be spreading the word you know, like, Amen. especially when you just talking about work all day, talking about school all day, take a break from that, bro. Like you're just in class, like you're just you've been working all day. Like, you know, like try to try to put Jesus into that conversation just just a couple times. And, and I feel like that's I mean, not I feel like that's so important. Um, I think also in addition to that like God is just too good for us to be quiet. Like all of us are like, oh, God is good all the time. But like he really is. And it's impossible now for yeah. you to shut up. Like when I was little, I used to ask my dad something. I asked my dad, like, we could be watching basketball. We could be watching the news, anything. And he brings everything back to God. And I'm like, how do you do that? Why do you do that? And my dad said, God is in everything. Like, it's impossible for me. Like he's the creative universe. We can't have conversations without talking about him. And um, I got a scripture too. Um, first Peter uh, chapter three, verse 15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and with fear. And, mm. and to that, it's also like you live, if you live your life well enough, people will ask you questions. People will ask you, okay, what is this about? How do you have this joy? Where do you have this? And, and if nobody asks us, then I think that we, we need to assess how we're living our lives because mm. like we can't be defeated. Like, and I, like, I have been in place and I've tried not to talk about God and I'm like, nah, I can't do it. Can't do yeah. it today. Like another class I was in and it was at the height of like, the um the election of 2020 and everyone's like i'm so scared about like what trump is going to do if he's going to become president everyone is just like everybody's just so anxious sleep. yeah <laughs> and i'm sitting and I'm, I'm sitting in this classroom and i'm like i don't have these concerns yeah and so i was like let me just so i said you know i spoke up and um i said you know i said i, I hear the anxiety everybody has i said but i have a hope and i have a comfort in knowing that all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his word. Mm-hmm. And that regardless of what Donald Trump does, what Joe Biden does, God's still on the throne. And it's ultimately yeah. everything is happening that he is allowing and he's going to take care of it. And that's that. Right. And then the teacher was like, yeah, <laughs> like, okay. But then someone direct message, um, private message me. And she said, thank you. She said, because, um, that conversation was missing God. And thank you for bringing him into the conversation. And I think also we don't always get to see, you know, what our testimony do people. And honestly, it's not our business, what they do. If, mm. if God be praised, then that is good. But I think every now and then God will allow you to see, okay, somebody is, somebody is, is receiving your light or somebody 
is is recognizing me and you and and i think sometimes he allows us to see that so we know okay to keep going but i think yeah like a lot of us someone will say something and it's like okay i don't want to i don't want to be uncomfortable i don't want to do this and it's like but if god is as good as we say he is then we need to be talking about him we need to right. be professing our faith and not only that but this faith is also about saving souls and yeah. i can't we can't god cannot be praised we cannot save anybody if we're not talking if we're silent about it if yeah. if we just act like you know, we see God on Sunday and then during the week, he's not there because yeah. that's not the case. Right. No, I feel that. I think that a lot of us, you know, I guess it's the fear of judgment. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's us being scared of like how people are going to perceive us. Um, and I would say that if that be the case, why we're shut up, we're shutting up about Jesus. It's like I know it may not seem as severe, but it's not that far off from Peter's denial. You know, like, because Peter really denied Jesus. And it was because people were, like, on his helmet, like, don't you know him? Like, and, like, granted, like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he was scared of dying. He was scared of being, like, you know, literally pulled before a judge and everything like that. But, you know, I feel like what we go through is kind of a microcosm of that, where it's, like, you know, maybe the Holy Spirit is convicting us to say something, like, share the gospel. And we don't. And we don't because we're scared of what people are going to say about us. Or we're scared of how people are going to judge us, whatever it might be. We're scared of what we're going to be classified as or categorized as the Christian guy, the Christian girl, or whatever it might be. Um, but I think that if you're looking to live a life of fitting in all the time mm. and, and just, mm. you know, not being that Christian person, this ain't you, it. you chose the wrong like you chose the wrong thing like you know what i'm saying like you did you you chose you know that 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 wasn't you 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 went the wrong way then you know because um i, I say this i actually have a passage and it's in matthew chapter 10 verse 32 to 38 and this is jesus talking he says whosoever therefore shall confess me before men him will i confess also before my father which is in heaven but whosoever shall deny me before men him also will I him will I also deny before my father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to send look this is Jesus speaking. Look, think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I mm. for I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter in law against her mother in law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. I love this passage just because, man, like, I think so many people wouldn't expect Jesus to say something like that. And when you read that with, a, with just a natural mind, you might think, like, what? Like, Jesus is trying to break up families and stuff like that. Nah, but what Jesus is saying is that if anybody can get between you and your relationship with God, you and your commitment to God through Jesus Christ, then you are not worthy of Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's I what think it says. That's that's scripture. You know what I'm saying? Like if anybody, if anybody can get in between you, your mom shouldn't be able to get in between you. Your friends should not yeah. be able to get in between you. You're scared. Like so many of us, scared of being judged. Oh, I don't want to talk about my faith. Oh, it's private. But it's like. Are you denying Jesus right now? Like, is it because the friends that you have, like, for, like for real, like, is it because the friends that you have that you're not talking about Jesus right now? 
you know, oh, you just want to keep the peace. He didn't come just for peace. That's what it said. You know, of course, he gives us peace, like as his children. But mm-hmm. as this, like, I like this idea that being a Christian means that you're never going to offend people, or that you're never going to. Nah, it's he's saying that this can very well happen. It can happen in your own household, let alone in your classroom, let alone at your job, where you're talking about your faith, and you should expect for people to be against you, and that's okay, and that shouldn't keep you from confessing him. Because it says, he said, if you confess me before others, then I'm going to confess you before the Father. But if you deny me before others, then I'm going to deny deny you. Period. Yep. (laughs) Like, just like that. (sighs) Adam, lost my point. I'm sorry. Uh, No, it's okay. That that was what needed to be said. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. uh, we got into our heads like Jesus was like this non-offensive person who just like he just Mm -mm. died for us and like he just left but like no like our lives are supposed to change we're supposed to change other people's lives and i think it's like well i don't really want to step on people's toes but it's like like i said like if god is as good as we say he is then he needs to be we need to be talking about him we need to be professing our faith that somebody else and not just like for the sake of talking about yourself but like there's always and we don't know but there's always somebody that is like okay looking to see how you lived it like they might be improved like something about that they might be able to make sense of this or like okay i want to try this way like this person has joy this person is talking about god like i want to see how it works and i think um if not for any other reason if not for the sake of of being transparent of trying to say but also like somebody i think we've also forgotten this that like it's also about us and our relationship with God, but like, it's also about being a light for others. Yeah. And um, I have this, I have a Charles Spurgeon Bible who was like a prominent pastor in the 1800s. And in this note, I have um, Matthew verse chapter, verse five from 13. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to cast out and to be trodden mm. under, under foot of men. And then jumping down to 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. And here he writes, genuine faith in Christ turns a person from darkness to marvelous light and transforms him into light, into the world so that the light pours forth from the windows to as to be seen by others. So it's not just us. It's not just, okay, I'm doing this because God is good to me, but somebody else that you know is living without hope, without an understanding of what faith actually does for them. Right. And they need to hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah, straight up. I was going to say that I think that um, we think a lot of us think that being persecuted is an excuse or being abandoned is an excuse or whatever it might be um, is an excuse. And being persecuted, being abandoned, being humiliated, whatever it might be, is not an excuse for us to then not confess jesus and and for us to not um talk about him publicly um and and it's not an excuse for us to then keep him private you know what i'm saying um and i think that albeit you know i'm I'm very happy with this episode and what we cover because you know i think a lot of people needed to hear that i think even myself needed to hear that um you know a lot of us I mean, we, we live in a society where it's just like love, love, love. And like the way society sees it is they want to get to this position of where everyone loves each other by trying to dismantle any way that we're different. You know what I'm saying? Like some people be like, oh, well, 
every religion just says love, so let's all come together. Or, or there's no one pathway to God, so we're all just worshiping God. Or, like, just all of this nonsense, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, nah. Like, we live in this world. We as children of God, we will offend people. Now, don't be a jerk, right? Like, I had that episode, like, a yeah. couple weeks ago. But it's just like, don't be scared to talk about Jesus. Like, if somebody's talking down, like, on the Bible and, like, they're saying wrong things, first of all, you need to know what you're talking about before you open your mouth. But then, like, mm-hmm. you know, once you know what you're talking about, speak up. You feel me? Like, say something. Rectify the situation. God probably put you there because whomever was talking was talking out their neck. They didn't know what they are talking about. And he put you there to be like, oh, actually, it's this. And that's all. They don't have to be like, oh, okay, well, I was wrong. And no, we don't we don't have to wait for that part to come. They don't even have to be converted. You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't have to be converted. They don't have to then change their mind and agree. All you're charged to do is spread the truth. Say the truth. And then whatever happens after that happens after that. Whether it's you being humiliated, whether it's that person being offended, whether it's you being abandoned, whatever it might be, that's your charge. Focus on your business. Your business is to say the truth. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I I wanted to ask if you had, like, uh, anything else to say, like, any last words? Um, Not really. I was just going to say, yeah, like, um, like I said, our faith, and it's about testimony. It's about being in those spaces and environments where you hear things that are, like, not of God Mm. and correct them. But also, like I said, like, we're supposed to be living lives like this. It's not just okay, once I go to church, I'm going to take all this in. Or once um, that one person says something, I'm going to talk about them and then, you know, continue to like be quiet and like, okay. But it's about like, we are supposed to be transformed by Christ, by faith, by the work that God is doing in our lives. And that should be something people are perceived like, okay, this person walks differently. This person has joy. Like it should be every aspect of our lives, not just when we're in church or not just when like someone says something, but it should just be, we should be transformed. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, um, I think we've done it. I think we've said everything that needed to be said. And I'm, and I'm very happy with this, um, with all of this. So there's still a lot that we could cover, <laughs> but I think everything is been said. Is. So um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that this message could really have touched you guys. Um, stop being scared. Stop being private. God, Jesus didn't just deliver you. God didn't just deliver you for you to sit there and act like he didn't deliver you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't bring you out of what he brought you through. He didn't give you eternal life for you to just keep it for yourself and never tell anybody else about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Jesus died for everybody. You know, it's his will that everybody be saved, you know, and we've been charged to spread that truth. So don't be shy about that, you know, for many reasons. Don't be shy about that. Um, So let's pray and we'll close out. Father, thank you so much, God, for this episode. Thank you so much for Danielle being a guest on this episode, God. And I just pray you please be with her, be with myself, be with everyone that's listening, oh God, to not be scared to spread your word, to not keep everything private, oh God, but to speak up, Lord Jesus, when the Holy Spirit convicts to speak up. We recognize there's a time to speak and there's a time to be silent, oh God, but in those times to speak, so many of us, we get so caught up and we caught up in our head thinking that, oh, should I say this, should I not say this? But it's time to speak, Father God, when it's time to speak, Help us to speak, Father. 
help us to not worry about being abandoned, worried about being humiliated, worried about any type of confrontation or offending anybody. Help our business to be of spreading the truth, saying the truth, oh God. And if people don't want to accept it or people accept it, whatever whatever it is, Father God, we put it into your hands, Lord. Um, help us, Father God, to be praying for people's salvation, to be praying for people's eyes and hearts to be open, their ears to be open, God. Um, and let your name be glorified, albeit use us as vessels, Father God, to carry out your your will and to and to spread your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much once again, Danielle. Tell everybody where they can get in touch with you. Uh, my Instagram is M-I-S-S-S, three S's dot underscore dot understood <laughs> uh this uh m-i-s-s-s dot underscore dot um understood also i'm gonna just plug myself real quick i also have a freelance editing service where i help people strengthen their writing um and the link is in my bio my instagram the link will be in the bio of the description of the youtube i'll make sure that happens remind me if i forget <laughs> all right love you guys you guys have an amazing week peace